guys, welcome back to another week of Autastic, your comedian's guide to autism. I'm one of your hosts. There's two of us here. My name is Kirk Smith, and my co-host and friend... Okay, that was seamless. <laughs> Graham K. Um, Our 300th podcast, we'll figure it out. <laughs> it's for sure. There. Getting close. Um, thank you so much for tuning in again. This is the fifth and final review Boom. of Netflix's Love on the Spectrum. Um, great show. Having a great time reviewing this show. It has inspired us to do other reviews on other shows and medium that has to do with autism, um, which there seems to be a bunch of right now. And uh, I'm actually writing a f- movie right now Ooh. with a character with autism, which would be great to have someone with autism playing that character. But um, I have uh, no one I interested in I know somebody who would... So. Love to play it. What's the name of that girl? Olivia, the redheaded girl who's a who, who is a an actress. She always tells her for her dates on the first date. Uh-huh. I'm an actress in a disabled uh, drama uh, company. That's right. Good segue. Um, she brings it up a lot. Yeah. She does. Well, I would too. I mean, she's it's she's something she's proud of, and it's interesting. You got to put it out there. You're networking. Best foot forward. Mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. On that first date with the new the new guy, she, I cannot remember his name. Yeah. The new guy she's dating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was impressed. He liked her. It was nice. And he was he, uh, he was uh, he was into it. It's so interesting to me. This episode brought to light like that. A lot of the time, it's the you know it's just women are harder to diagnose. Um, but for that interaction, it seemed like he was a little more high functioning than her. Yeah, and it's hard. To- one of the things that's like problematic um, is it, drawing the distinction between the exterior ticks or things that somebody does and what's going on in their mind. Because she says one of the most yes. concise um, descriptions. Uh, the, yes. Yeah, the analogy. I don't know if she's heard this before, if she made this up, or but she's like, it's like being inside of a trap box where. They can see in a glass you box. in a glass box. Yeah. Sorry, they can see you, but they can't communicate with you, and and you can't get out, and you can't get out, and that was, and they can't get to you, and that was one of the most that made me really think of my son. Like, I wonder what he's thinking, like, because sometimes we'll have this thing, like we just had a call with him, and he's looking at me, and he's kind of talking to me, he's repeating back some phrases from a TV show, a uh, cartoon that he likes. Oh, Tinky Winky, but. So this communication, quote unquote, but it's hard to know what's happening. I can definitely see him and he can see me, but drawing the distinction between is she higher functioning than him? Because she does some very specific things that like, for example, I think every date she's been on, she takes a drink and belches in the guy's face. I think she's done it three times, Yeah, <laughs> which yep. is fine, but I can't tell. I used to have a joke where it was like it was hard to raise a boy with autism because I can't tell which parts are him being autistic and which parts are him being a little jerk or like yeah. when he shoves a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in a VCR, is he doing that because the autism or because he wants to, you know, and I do this whole like act out. But because it's because people are complicated because not everything can be tied back to their their condition. Some things are just their personalities and the things they want to do. And well, I think her burping is 
definitely tied to our autism. Well, we have a friend who just started the OnlyFans of all burping. So <laughs> Yes, but she, that's like her thing, and she knows not to do it if she was on like a first date. I mean, I don't know about her. But, I don't know uh, if she knows that. Yeah. yeah, she knows that, but she does. She knows that she should in any way if she wants to present a certain thing. I don't... Th- I forget this this person's name that we're talking about. Olivia. The, uh, Olivia, the, the person in Love on the Spectrum. The, the redhead girl, yeah. The well, redhead yeah, girl. She definitely walks um, around on her tippy toes like JJ used to do for years and years, and I don't mm-hmm. think that's by design. I think that's something that she just does instinctively, yeah. That's a very mm-hmm. common thing with autism. Yeah, interesting. My brother walks sort of on his the balls of his feet for sure. Yeah. He, 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 has, he definitely walks like that. That's I've never... Heard that before, um, or maybe I have on this podcast and I forgot it. But you have, <laughs> I have, sure. Okay, I've told thanks. you this. We've had this conversation. Okay, well, it's fun being me because I get to, I get to experience life. Every day is like the movie Memento. I wake up and just experience everything for the first time. This is always podcast number twenty for Graham. That's how far back his memory goes. So it's like, oh, it's podcast yeah. number twenty. Well, we did that one hundred fifty episodes ago. And well, do you have that. an <laughs> autistic son? Is that it, Kirk? Interesting. Hmm. Tell me more about this. Is it a son or a daughter? <laughs> oh, man. I, I, people are, my whole life, people are like, man, you smoke a lot of weed. I'm like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just this way. Oh, um, that's funny. Yeah. But uh, heavy on the redheads this episode. Um, yeah, Andrew, the, the redhead who was trying to date Eve, the really tall guy who looks like Steve Hostetler a little bit. Yes. He goes through an interesting yeah. thing, too, where she cancels on him, and then he has a conversation with his dating coach that you and I and every other man has had with their friends every time. She said this. What is she trying to say, though? 100%. <laughs> I need that dating coach. Exactly, because she's like, she says... Good. Go that was so funny. So he got... if This isn't ruining it. This isn't, I mean... Uh, I think it's hard to spoil alert. these, because it's like... Yeah, yeah it's, it's from the heart. I mean, you can't spoil, because it's so... There's no plot. But anyway, he... He gets a he gets a text from a girl he went on a date on in the last episode saying I had a great time but I was, I'm going th- I'm going through personal issues and I can't really date right now or in the near future. And I was <laughs> he was like well then sh- this the dating coach was like well do you, what do you what do you think this means do you think you'll see her again in the future or not and he was like well maybe <laughs> and I was like if I I've definitely got I have gotten that exact text <laughs> and been like well I just you know. Lay back a bit, you know, then then uh, then ask again. I, you know, there's no way. Like, there's, it's a possible possibility, and uh, I just need that dating coach to be like Graham, no, and then bust out her markers and be like, and I'd be like, yes, oh, I Put see the now. Stick figures, like, okay, she's yeah. saying this. She's trying not to hurt oh. your heart, and she circles oh. a heart. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh. I know. It's very helpful though because. So no kissy time for Graham then. There's okay. a, there is a tough thing, right, where you're trying to spare other people's feelings. And so you're trying to be as direct as you can and not hurt anybody and not. She, so, she, yeah. she, she, did, she did the right thing texting him that. It was Evie. The, I think it was Evie was, uh, was the yeah. one who texted him. Yeah. Yep. She, it was, and it's just a tough one to interpret for anybody. But it ultimately, I mean, it's all—it's better than being like, I do not find you attractive in any way. Right. I think you're gross. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if she thinks he's gross. <laughs> no, but, but I'm anyway, just saying, like, you know, I don't know what they're actually thinking when uh, when these girls turn me down. They he, could be like, I think you're old. I don't know. He's so sweet. He might be the sweetest guy. 
out of like he's so you just want to hug him. Talk about he's Andrew, like, the, the tall redhead. Yeah, he just wants to try and he wants to know what to do and um. And he learns. He 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 learns. He learns. And and what's the dating coach's name? That lovely woman. With I do the, not remember. I didn't write that part down. Sorry. I can't find it in my notes here. But one thing she said that made me um, think about how this show is good for parents with children with autism is that, and it's something we've talked about millions of times and it's something that all of you parents already know, but um, we'll just wait for the, or not. Just keep going. So many okay. edits in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's New York. What are you going to do? Guys, we tape in New York. Yeah. Uh, but so she's like, it's not stagnant. You you, 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 you can, it, it, it keeps changing, autism. You can push them forward. And I, when I come back, I always see improvements. And it's just nice to see somebody from the outside notice the changes and know that you can push and it's not just the parents mm. and even it, as a parent you can kind of go well psh, my kid's at this limit i don't know if he can do it and it's just nice to have someone that's not a parent push um and i just think it's good if you if you are have a child with autism and you're listening to this podcast and you think that i don't think my kid can date you know it's it's good to watch this and go oh maybe they could maybe they could you know, why not try? Why not push? Um, although it's, I know it's not as easy. There's not, a, you don't have a TV show hooking you up with a bunch of people. Um, but. I did thought, I didn't think, okay, so I'm going to say a spoiler alert. If, uh, if uh, I'll give you a few seconds to turn down your radio. If you haven't seen uh, episode five, if you're listening to this streaming while driving your car, um, it's three, two, Just uh, one. fast forward, fast forward 30 seconds. 30 seconds, yeah. Um, I did think it was interesting that at the end, how few of them found love. It's, it's, I think it's hard for everybody. So I don't think, you, you know, last episode you talked about taking Peter to a pet store and they're over the employees. They're over the cute stuff or they're over the, the cuteness of it, the newness of yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I think it's, it's the same with like, you know, you're like, Oh cool. It's going to be these autistic people and you just find them and you put 10 of them together and there's, you know, and then there'll be five couples. Well, it's like, well, people are complicated. And, and, and the dating coach says that it's like people are complicated and they don't say what they're thinking and you don't know what they're thinking. You don't know what they mean. And so I did think it was telling that at the end you have one really happy couple. Oh, not, not one. You have a couple, right? Cause you have the one couple who's like, he's like, she's like, he just loves my body. You have that couple. <laughs> And then you have the couple, the Rubik's Cubes, who he, he needs his Navy socks. And then you have uh, some other people, you know, you have the, the same sex couple, the, the woman who dates the other woman who's not ready for a relationship. And then you have, yeah, you have a lot of like, okay, we're just going to keep working. So I think, I thought it was good and that it's no cookie cutter, like, okay, put them together and they'll just match up. Yeah, I mean, I, I wonder how much of that is autism and how much of that is just real statistics if you took... Uh, That's what I mean. Neuronormative people. Yeah. Like... Took neurotypical was, people was, and just matched them up. It's not like everybody's gonna be like, "Great." I, yeah, I will say that it, it was pretty evident that the the two couples that got together were the two most high functioning. Pretty, you know. I don't know. I think the 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 the, the girl there was a girl in the crutches who has I think cerebral palsy. She's pretty yeah. high functioning, and she's with that guy who smiles really big, who's really good looking. 
I mean, mm. they're pretty high functioning and they couldn't, you know, they went on two dates and this wasn't, they didn't feel like the fire or whatever. Right. That's true. So I don't know. I think you have to feel something. Otherwise you're like, let's just be friends. With that uh, second couple, uh, Shanae and Jimmy, mm. I think I say, I'm saying her name right. Um, the one with the big, yeah. uh, the big reveal at the end. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, they were pretty high functioning. What was interesting to me is uh, like, she. I don't know. I mean, I mean, she's very. I mean, I think she's pretty high functioning. She is. He's. I don't know. I mean, he's way higher functioning than my son. Yes. But he's high, way higher functioning than Peter. Because well, he can play pool, or what do you mean? Because he can. Uh. The way he interacts, the way he talks, okay. the way he cognitively understands things, the way he, well, he had a dresses. Great, he had a great vocabulary. I noticed that, yeah. Yeah, the way he can understand emotion and and problem solve. Every single reason. Every single reason. Well, I cut you off. What were you going to say? Sorry. Um, I, I mean, he definitely was lower functioning. I mean, I don't know, higher, lower, whatever. He it's had, hard to determine. It's a hard. It's also a hard term, higher, lower functioning. Yeah. But he was had a lot more difficulty with social interaction than she did, and and you, it's just so interesting how women. It, you can see why it's harder to determine in women. They're better at hiding she, it. <laughs> they're just more mostly intelligent or something. I don't know. But she, you, you know, after watching it, watching yeah. that that. Um, segment progress over the course of the episode you go oh yes well she's definitely on the spectrum um significantly but it takes you a while and also it's just so funny if if the roles were reversed in that couple i would be worried for her like if 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 he was as cognitively able she's been taken advantage of yeah yeah Yeah, it's a complicated thing i'd be worried that she'd be taken advantage of but because it's flipped, you're like, nah, good for him, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Bill Withers song. If it feels this good to be used, just use me up. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. That was such a beautiful way to end the series, though. It made me cry. The joy uh, in her face. The unrecorded. Exactly like, what happened. But the unmasked, could... like, ugly cry. The whole thing was just, I, I cut the you off. Absolute sorry. joy. Yeah. I couldn't help it. My, you know, my glass is fogged up. Uh, yeah, it, it, it was it, it was really really sweet and made me very very happy. Um, there's yeah. a there's a right before the big reveal. There's a scene, which um, where he basically uh, I'd hesitate to he doesn't melt down, but he shuts down because yeah. the socks don't match the outfit, which. He's not a concern for Peter. Let me tell you that. <laughs> Another reason. But he's not wrong. Like, they don't match. Yeah. But, you know, he sits and then, and she goes, um, "What? It, this is how I, why I thought they have a chance to make it. She goes, uh, so what's going on? I'm upset. You upset about the socks? Yeah. Uh, so what are we going to do? They communicate. Yeah. They communicate. What are we going to do? And he's like, I need to get socks. She's like, okay, great. Let's go get socks. Like, she doesn't yeah. like... Give him a hard time about it. She's not like, it's just socks. It doesn't matter. They communicated so well. They communicated so much better than regular neuronormative couples. Yeah. Like, like patient, 
they just understood each other. It was so great. It was so great. And and uh, and they filled in each other's gaps. You know, when she didn't understand something, he would help her and vice versa. It was mostly her helping him, but... Well, um, the vocabulary, he knew. Remember, there's like two or three things and where he, he explains it to and, her. And he understood subtlety. Yeah. When the interviewer was like... Um, consummate your relationship? Consummate your relationship. Yeah. But there was there was another one where she, where 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 there was a subtle thing that they asked, and th- and she understood or something. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I was impressed with them. They also I don't know if they had um, stylists or something, but they both dressed cooler than a hundred percent of comedians. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, <laughs> they both look cool. Um, it was so uh, anyway. it was a really heart tugging, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And it was interesting to see they 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 explored a little bit with that specific couple a little bit of growth as far as like physical contact. It was interesting to see um, his descriptions of intimacy, which is just he's like, yeah, it just feels mm-hmm. natural. It just. That was interesting, like, just in the, the way they both laughed. It's like, okay, well, I guess some people just got it. Uh, <laughs> I like how they began the in the beginning of the episode, they would only hold hands for... Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Five to ten seconds? Yes. Nothing below five seconds, nothing over ten seconds. <laughs> and then by the end, he's like, they're just holding each other all the time. And he's like, I'm... I just like it now. He got he got used to it. And he got yeah. used to the, to the interviewer. At the beginning, he d- couldn't even look at him. And then he was, like, comfortable... It's interesting. I love how when they moved in, they moved in together, and they only had they had two plates, two bowls, two knives, two forks. What if you have and a I was like, bring your own I was stuff. Like, they're like, bring your own stuff. I love that because I was like, I was like, ha ha ha, that's funny. And then I look, I'm like, wait, that's what I have. <laughs> <laughs> you and I have had that very conversation at your house. I'm like, yeah. Do you have two cups? And you're like, yeah, I'm one person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> I literally have I have two of everything. That's it. Yeah. And you're like, why do you only have two? You're like, well, I'm hoping to meet a lady. I'm like, no, yeah. you should have more than two. Why would I want more than one lady? Okay, never mind. Yeah, uh, yeah that's <laughs> pretty much exactly the conversation I had. I did think it was interesting, too, when um, going back to Andrew having the dating coach where she's uh, walking him through the questions as far as trying to get the, the – Tr- trying not to get off, trying to get off the path of yes or no questions and more into just a free flow conversation. And he's like, Oh yeah, this is hard. You can see the wheels turning like, okay, I see what's happening here. I can do this. Yeah. It was interesting. Yeah. He's a problem solver. That guy. Yeah. I do think if I was giving him any dating advice, uh, when you date somebody don't, and this is, I'm probably saying this to myself, don't try to dad him when he was like trying to teach her the game. I was like, oh boy, she's not going to like that. Yeah. <laughs> he keeps trying to coach her on his sports. I'm like, learn that one the hard way. They do not appreciate but, that. But he asked, is this annoying, all these instructions? Yeah, and then she, her answers were, oh, it's okay, which is like, yes. No. Yeah. <laughs> the answer is yes, it's annoying. Even though she said no, you have to notice that her voice went up, and she was like, nah, it's okay, which means, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, she doesn't want you to say that, which is very confusing, and I had to learn that the hard way. 
Yeah, I remember taking someone on a date where I'm like, I'm really good at basketball. Let's go do basketball. She'll have fun. No, I was not. Uh, she did not enjoy that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, physical stuff is like very embarrassing for people. Um, anyway, let's. Uh, I think let, let's let's round out the, the the series. I really like the series. Um, I, I'm, I I'm. It made me happy. It made me sad. It made me think of my brother a bunch. Obviously, it made me r- you, hilarious. <laughs> I think it's time to go. My ride's here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I like that they gave a flashback to Michael. That's the guy who really reminds me of your brother Pete. I don't know yep. Pete, but I've seen the pictures. Oh man, and they had one. They had one flashback at the end when they're like, you know, what's Michael up to? And he, they show him on another date, and this woman that he was on was pretty attractive. I and see, they sit down together. I saw that too. And his eyes go down at her legs and back up. Uh-huh. Oh boy. Yeah, I saw. He uh, ca- she catches Mikey's. him look checking out his body. Her body. <laughs> I was like, I've seen Peter do that a million times. Just the, the stoic face, frozen face, eyes down. Eyes down back to back up. up. Eyes down, back yep. up. His eyes get big. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh. my goodness. Uh, <laughs> Mike, I've been there. Um, can't do it, though. No, but, I, really, uh, I really like the way they summed it up. I thought they didn't. Listen, it's a really difficult subject. It's a really, it's an easy way to, easy uh, area to offend people. It's an easy way to, like, I want to ask you something when you get a chance, when you're done. Yeah, yeah, I was just saying, I was just saying how much I enjoyed it. Go ahead, what's up, bud? Yeah, I just want, yeah, sorry, I just wanted to make sure I didn't forget. <laughs> I was, right, go ahead. Yeah, who are you? That was my question. <laughs> um, no, the, the, so they, they have, um, I was hanging out, I was at a, in people's backyard uh, the other night, and we were, this, this came up, this uh, show came up, the topic of it, and one of th- and this is sort of something I've been worried about. Like, are people like enjoying it the wrong way? Without autism in their lives, people just tuning in. Are they laughing at these people? I think the majority of people, ninety nine percent of people who watch it are good, and aren't watching it for that reason. And I think that they laugh sometimes at funny parts. And the director, the, the they definitely edit in. They leave in the funny parts on purpose. And I'm like, is that bad? And I, we were talking about it, and the people, some people, one guy was like, I'm, I was like, I'm laughing at this the wrong way. I have to turn this off. I feel bad. But I want, you know what I mean? Like, what do you, how do you feel about that? Well, the problem is, I think, and this is goes back to the very reason I started this podcast is people are so uncomfortable with disability that it. When, when we started this podcast five years ago, it was not like this. There were not shows about autism. There was Rain Man. That was it, bro. There was not The Good That's Doctor. True. There was not any of these shows. And when I wrote that book that I wrote seven, eight years ago, I didn't feel like there's any honest. So I, no, this isn't a plug. Oh, it's a shameless plug. I wrote a humor book about autism. So it's about autism and it's funny. But if you're respectful, and I'm telling you about my experience raising a severely disabled boy with autism and it's funny. And so I don't, mm. I feel like you can't turn back the thing where it's the fifties and you just hide everybody's disabilities because it's, Oh, that's not how it is. We shouldn't talk about these people. No, we're, they're people don't laugh at them, but you're allowed to laugh with them and experience, see, see humanity a little bit through the, see the life experience through their eyes. Okay. Mm. So 
this is a little spoiler, but fast forward 30 seconds if you haven't seen it. But when he sings that song at the end, it's freaking hilarious because, you know, like a lot of love songs, a lot of Michael Bolton songs don't make any sense. A lot of love songs don't make any sense. You know, uh, a lot of meatloaf songs don't make any sense. You know, I'll do anything for love, but I won't do that. He doesn't say what that is. Like, if you go through love songs, none of them make any sense. This guy writes his own love song. It's a, it's a little on the nose, uh, but he pours his heart in. So I'm laughing, but I'm also crying because it's yeah. like he clearly loves this girl. And yeah. I think they have a chance to make it as a couple. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember like what, when, they were, when they were doing that. I but was I was like, laughing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because yeah. the, the lyrics are terrible. But, I mean, most love songs are, you know, yeah. terrible. You know, uh, love, love, I, I, I should have prepped this. I could have prepped this better. But, yeah, if you just Google love songs, it's ridiculous. I mean, uh, Ricky Gervais in The Office does a whole segment where he's walking around that linen shirt. And, you know, if you don't know me by now, the whole thing, it's just like they're, they're so over the top and... So I don't know. You can't control how people laugh. I don't think it's a sideshow freak thing. I don't think it's vaudevillian where they're making fun of, you know, little people or disabled people. But maybe I'm naive. So Mm -hmm. if you find yourself watching it for the wrong reasons, don't watch. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. Well, I loved it. Um, Let's review some other stuff. Uh, I give it an, uh, an autastic thumbs up. I give it four Rice Krispies with ketchup. There you go. Four Rice Krispies and ketchup. And um, I give it uh, three... Um, three... Uh, Live fish, one dead fish? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say three lasagnas cut up to not look like lasagna. <laughs> so they're pasta, so he'll eat them. Because <laughs> he doesn't like lasagna Perfect. for no reason. Yeah. Perfect. So you just cut it up and reheat it. It's not cut lasagna. It it's pasta rigatoni. Pasta. Yep. <laughs> cool. Three of those. Three out of three. I thought it was good. I thought it had a lot of heart. Um, I'd, mm. lo- I'd love to see a follow-up in a year or two years just to see where people are. And I and I think in a funny way, it's a it's a it's a weird mirror on society itself, right? Like in The Alchemist, where it talks about oh, this is so nerdy, but when they talk about Narcissus dying in the pool at the beginning of the book. And, and, uh, the rest of the story is that the pool is, is, is salty. And they're like, why is the pool salty? Cause it's weeping. Are you weeping for narcissists? No, I used to look into narcissist eyes and see myself reflected. So like people see what they want to see in it. And so I think it's very interesting where you see these couples, they're trying to make it yeah. and their expectations are high. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's funny in a good way. Well, we're two single guys. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I'm in so a wood paneled coffin room here, so yeah, take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, but uh, yeah. Anyway, we're, we'll figure it out, everybody. And uh, thank you. If you do, I will say this: if you have, uh, I'd love to get letters about specific autism-related dates. Uh, setups like if you met somebody you, like if you have a son with disability and you set them up with somebody or you have a brother a brother and they got set up like on a matchmaking date or like an app or you know we've covered apps and I'm curious to hear your stories always send us your, your stories sorry I cut you off yes. bud. that's it uh, guys thanks so much for listening patreon.com slash autastic definitely uh, donate to us um, if you can <laughs> during the pandemic um, 
I mean, I'm super rich, so it doesn't matter to me, but Kirk <laughs> isn't doing well. So if you could donate, that'd be good. Oh, and, um, and also, uh, like and review on Apple iTunes, on your, on your, on your podcast app, uh, on your phone. Um, just give us a five-star, write great, or just one sentence, whatever. And that helps the algorithm a lot. Um, I'm at Instagram K. Uh, on Instagram and Mr. Graham K on Twitter and you can follow me on Facebook although I'm rarely on Facebook anymore mainly to talk to my mom and look at memes uh, but uh, over there that's at Kirk Smith Comedy on all platforms thank you so much for listening guys have a great week you can do it Thank you.